In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oi! The boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Well, there we have it, everyone. We now know pretty much Canada's 11 against Belgium. Maybe they'll slide Fonzie in there. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, Canada beat Japan 2-1. It's the last friendly ahead of Qatar 2022. James Sharman, Jimmy Brennan, Craig Forrest, JC, Brendan Dunlop, Dan Wong. All here with you as we get you set for the World Cup. Boys, not a bad performance. Jimmy, you're on the call on One Soccer. Great job as per usual. Um, let, let's start quickly with the the Cavallini Penanka. I mean, <laughs> it, it wasn't a great Penanka, but it went in, and I'm really happy for him. Jimmy? You want to start, Jimmy, or are you frozen? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know who he was. That, that, that's, that's what it felt like when the ball bounced off the goalkeeper's glove and kind of hung there for a little while. You're doing the old uh, Sportsnet special. Just don't want to look at the. You want to take that question? That was a few times in the go there. I was backing off. How about we just go with that. the goalkeeper? What the fuck is the goalkeeper doing? Oh, it was brutal, wasn't it? Like, was it, it was just so slow that he just. I don't know. He was like f- swatting flies, and I don't know. No. Leave it to you to go straight to the goalkeeper when we're all astonished that he actually tried that in their final tune-up game. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you I, what, he won't be on another penalty unless we go to penalties to get into the round of yeah, the quarterfinals no or something. There's no way. I thought he was just going to put his foot right through it, oh, do a proper that. penalty. I didn't think he was going to do that, especially last couple minutes in the match. But, I mean, look, there's nothing really on the line, but still, you know, if you're going <laughs> to do it, you got to do it properly, I think. You know, if that doesn't go in, oh my god, are you kidding me? Oh, I mean, he's had a rough week, hasn't he? Poor old Lucas, he's leaving Vancouver and then he yeah. tries that. I give him a lot of credit for the balls he showed to try that, to be honest with you. But w- mm. what's the mindset behind him taking it when, when Jonathan David's right there on the field? I don't know, I have no idea what the, how they made the decision on who was taking penalties, but. 
I was uh, somewhat surprised as well. Yeah, I thought. I, I thought we could hear. Bigger. I'm sure I heard Herbman yelling "Johnny, Johnny, Johnny" on the broadcast, but maybe he was going "Johnny, don't do it, don't do it." I, I don't know. I have no idea. But it was it was odd. But it made for some some fun theatre be late in that game in what was otherwise, uh, a, I guess, as good a performance as you could expect in these weird friendlies before the real games begin. Everyone got through it unscathed, it seemed. Yeah. No, look, I, it, to concede nine minutes in the match, you're thinking, oh, no, here here we go, right? And it's a straight ball over top. I think Miller's got to be better defending there. He's got to know where that striker is. The striker's coming in on an angle. And where the ball is dropped, if he's done his job properly – he would have just blocked the man, let the ball run through, and the keeper picks it up. But because he loses sight, gets caught ball watching, a straight ball over top should never beat you in a million years. And then again, Adekubi, he, maybe he could have yelled at Miller as well and said, open up, see him, he's on your left shoulder. Left shoulder, he's coming. But, you know, that. You know Miller's got to see that himself where he's got to open his body up and see the man, see the ball, and see everything in place. And if he does it, like I said, if he does it right, he just blocks the runner and let the ball go through to the keeper. Yeah, and it's, then, uh, it's then, interesting with that. You make about Jonathan David. I, I thought that he showed that he has got another level. Like he's his footwork and turning on the ball and his control and his confidence has gone through the roof. Like he's yeah. he, he's going to get a big move. He's getting yeah. a big move. He's going to get a big contract, regardless of what happens in the World Cup. But if he does well in the World Cup and he shows those little glimpses, you could see he's got something. Yeah, that's. That's tier one. I agree, and I think if I'm if I'm a scout and I'm watching that match, I'm thinking, okay, you've got a striker here who's got bags of ability, very comfortable in the ball, can twist and turn, gets it out of his feet, and creates his own opportunities. But at the same time, he's willing to track back and and win the ball. And you think how many times he's won the ball in the in the middle of the park yeah. by just tracking his runner, a little bit of hustle, getting on the ball again, turning and driving forward again. So yeah. you're, you're talking about a striker who can do both sides. He can do the, the, the fun part which strikers love, but also the dirty work that the majority of strikers don't like to do. And he's not going to give you a moment's problem. He's going to be a terrific pro. Yeah, no, There were links he... today with uh, Manchester United B. Um, I, I think he could aim bigger than them. <laughs> you know what that's a really good point because as jimmy was talking I was, I was just thinking that you know if you're tottenham or you're borussia dortmund or you're arsenal you're not going to want to wait for the world cup to play out you're going to want to be tapping up that agent uh immediately and 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 try and swoon him uh before the rest of the world sees him and you're right now he's looking at that next tier uh but manchester united are probably in the tier of teams i just described realistically there's nobody missing a beat in those european leagues especially the top four they know every single player what's going on every single team knows exactly they're not gonna he's not they're not gonna be surprised with what he does at the world cup unless he does something really spectacular but they they've seen what he does as done like they've all scouted him they're all t- unless you in a, in a position like ipswich now in the third tier and they're not watching him because they can't afford him but does west ham know about him yeah they knew about alfonso davies too and they were willing to give five million instead of twenty. And at that time, now they're obviously would be disappointed. But but there's no secret that there's a World Cup premium price. Is my point. And some of these guys who might be looking at that, you know, fourth, yeah, fifth, no, sixth, that's true. Sixth place team can with a yeah. good good World Cup performance get into one of the top three, top four sides, and with a pay packet that matches. Yeah, they might actually be banking on Canada going bang, 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 one, two, three out. Yeah, make a deal for them. 
Yeah. Yeah, precisely. They keep the price right. down a little bit there because there's also a player that does kind of emerge out of nowhere. Now, David wouldn't emerge out of nowhere. Like you said, people know who this yeah. guy is. There's other players at the World Cup who will, who, who have a great three or four games, score three or four goals, and wow, they get a move. And guess what? Yeah. It doesn't always work. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, uh, Jabil Cissé, it happened for him, right? Um, oh, El Hajjioff for Senegal. Mm-hmm. All those years ago now, had that great World Cup and then went to Liverpool and he was an absolute fucking disaster. It was awful on and off the pitch. Yeah. It used to happen more when there wasn't the visibility too. So that was focus, focal point was the World Cup. But now with all the visibility um, it, and the players are playing all with each other. You know, remember South America back in the day, they were playing down there. They didn't know each other. Like there's a mystique, wasn't there? Alfonso Davies yeah. is going to know a bunch of guys he's playing and against, and that is pretty neat. We had that in Confederation Cup with Cameroon playing with uh, Rigobert Song and uh, Vivian Foe at West Ham at the time. It's kind of, it pretty, really quite yeah. cool. So, what about this? What what league though is is most attractive? You, you think it's England, but say for an Alfonso Davies, let's let's be hypothetical here. That, uh, Alfonso has a, has a great World Cup. He just dominates. Can to get the group. And those that don't know who he is, they go, wow, this guy is really good. He's at Bayern Munich, one of the biggest, greatest clubs in the history of world sport. But the Bundesliga, as much as it being a very respected league, a top four league, the money's not quite the same there as it is in the Premier League. And and the, the glamour isn't quite the same. And I think that's fair to say. I'm not being too uh, I don't know, single-minded there. I think it's fair to say. Would he be lured to a move to the Premier League? Because the Premier League is, at this point at least, the league in the world. I think you would have some Bayern Munich. Probably people would argue that fact, but certainly from a league point of view, it's 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 a given that they're going to win the league. Whether they won 10, 11 in a row, so even if they lose one and win the next three years or whatever, so he's going to be there. Champions League, they're always a contender. Uh, it would take something big, I think. It would take something really big. Man City, for instance, like if they were the UAE, want to come in and uh, make a big money move for them, then. That yeah. would be something. I'll I'll give you one. How about this? Before the start of twenty four twenty five, Alfonso Davies will have left Bayern Munich to join the Premier League and sign with Manchester United, regardless of where they are, because they will promise him that they will use him as a left back or as a forward, which they need. And the reason for him choosing it is because commercially it makes him an elite global superstar and anything that you know we say holds him back for being canadian or lack of exposure because he's from a a smaller country globally all of a sudden he is now the elite of the elite competing with the messies the ronaldo's the beckham's for that top end sponsorship dollar but again Mm. he really wants champions league football doesn't he <laughs> I'm just poking a big old red bear today, aren't I? But any of those teams, like Real Madrid, I mean, Real Madrid Barcelona, or Barcelona, I, mean, I, could see, I could see him going somewhere like that. Right. You but know? a successful United, though, has in that league, I know what B's saying here, does have that that currency, doesn't it? As does Barca and Real Madrid. I understand that at the very, mm-hmm. very peak. But the Premier League, I mean, at this point, and it could change. You know, it was it was a Serie A once upon a time, it was La Liga once upon a time. Right now, it is the Premier League has been there for a while. Yeah, no, I agree. I would like to see. I would like to see David go to the Premier League. Same. I would love to see him him go. And I'm surprised that you know we keep talking about you know after the World Cup or during the World Cup, but I don't think 
you know, three matches in a World Cup is going to make a make a difference. You know, if, if you're these clubs, why wouldn't you just go snap them up now? It's not going to change anything. You you've watched them in the French league. You've watched them in Champions League. You've watched them in the Canadian mm-hmm. national team. You know, it's not like you're taking a gamble on this guy. Everybody knows what he's all about. Now it's different if it was like Kone. Kone, you're going to take a gamble on, mm-hmm. right? And he's kind of like where where uh, Alfonso Davies is, was at that time where he was, went to Bayern Munich. You know, they said, okay, here, we'll, we'll pay 12 million or whatever it is for him. And hopefully he's going to be this player that we expect to be. Coney's a gamble. Jonathan David, David's not a gamble. You yeah, know what you're going to get. I think it's more so that these clubs don't do their business early. Right? They, they wait to the last minute or they, they feel as though if they do do their business early, most of them, Every club that isn't German and has money waits to the very end because yeah. they feel they're going to miss out or they feel that they're going to overpay. So I think that's why these clubs, the, all the clubs we mentioned, will drag their feet until the very end. But maybe this year it's different, right? Because the window opens up so soon after the World Cup ends. Uh, usually it's a summer World Cup. It's open anyway. Mm-hmm. But January is a weird window, isn't it? You don't often see too many big moves in the January window, but that could be different this year because of the was, World Cup. Yeah, do you think it will be? I, 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 think, I think you're so. right. I think you're going to see the, the, those bigger money marquee moves we're used to seeing happen at the end of the summer. I think you'll see two or three of them happen after the World Cup, yeah. But uh, there's also the financial side of things. A lot of Europe is struggling financially, mm-hmm. and and so is England for that matter, but the ownership isn't at the top end. So they're, they're able to pay and out pretty much bid anybody except for other oil states like Paris Saint-Germain and but Real Madrid those guys are you know financially strapped Barcelona they're having a and that Super League won't go away that conversation is coming back sometime too that's when January is coming back right they're still adamant it's going to happen there's a huge huge money domino here though you're totally right but if Liverpool sell in this this season and they're going to sell for more than Chelsea Right? Will we agree with that? I think based, so, yeah. Based yeah. on the market? Even though Boley got all the real estate, and I think there's more in it, that raised the bar for There's a everybody. lot more in it, yeah. So if Liverpool goes for $3 billion, $4 billion, hmm. the Glazers will be tapping up every single oil baron that has an issue with Sheikh Mansour or, or the Saudis to try and sell United for 10 yeah, make this great point. Maybe now is the time for for the Glazers. If Henry thinks now is the time for Liverpool, this is right. The market is at its height. Mm-hmm. Are we I, running out of oil states though? Bahrain. Yeah, yeah, we are. Bahrain's the one, right? They are still linked with. They they yeah. won't get into football. Outside of that, it's going to be American hedge fund operators. And but also, Saudis. also too, in that part of the world, the Saudis often use Bahrain um, politically, geopolitically, to do things that they don't want to put their name to. Uh, this could be the same thing. If the, 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 I think they were very strategic in buying Newcastle because it was kind of out of the spotlight. It didn't cost them a lot of money. It was very cheap yeah. in comparison to what we're seeing clubs go for now. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if you start to see Bahrain become a huge player. And United is still, arguably, the biggest brand. Yeah, You can do most with United. I know they've had a bad few years, but we know what they were. They were the biggest club in world football. And they might yeah. still be the biggest club. Real Madrid. The, the most supported. Real Madrid's, Real Madrid's got more like social media followers, but I think they got on that earlier too. They're a little bit sharper with that marketing strategy. But Spain's got you know, its own issues right as well. And from a TV Ooh. standpoint, TV rights, I mean, things are going to change in the next few years, I think, regarding TV rights. We know that. But currently, England's, it blows everyone else away. Yeah. That's the, the thing, right? With, from that. 
with Italy and Spain is that they just they dragged their feet. They just didn't get it. They just didn't realize that England was using an NFL model to make the Premier League seem the biggest and most attractive and most appealing thing ever. And and it didn't matter if it was Chelsea versus Arsenal, if it was Manchester Derby, or if it was Southampton versus Burnley. Like the Premier League made that appeal to every corner of the globe. And La Liga like, with Messi and Ronaldo couldn't do that. And the Serie A with all their stars after the, the Dutch, as the Premier League took over, became a global league, they couldn't do that. It's like Spain almost rode their stars too far. Thinking, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay because we've got Messi and Ronaldo. And the clubs. And the clubs. Yeah. They ride the brands, England, we're a collective here. And this, but I don't think the they, for, the they, they didn't foresee what was going to happen with, you know, basically countries owning clubs and all of a sudden these multi multi-millionaires even billionaires weren't rich enough yeah like west ham there's a they're english owners and they get a hard time from the fans and basically because they're not trillionaires it's like they you know, pedal pawn not beer or uh oil yeah right yeah yeah sex sells but not as much as oil and gas no, no, a lot more money anyway in the saturation of the online porn market <laughs> i wouldn't know but anyone can afford thanks. it nowadays trust me <laughs> our uh we should have pre-recorded i did want to ask one question about uh Estacchio and davies didn't play mm-hmm. how does that change who doesn't play in t- in today's game, in the Japan game, well, well, I mean, Fonzie's still with Bayern Munich, right? He's flying out after this match. Mm-hmm. They left him their best treatment possible, and that's a question mark. Obviously, Stakio is interesting and concerning. He was going to be on the bench today, but they pulled him off the bench. And, and John Herman said two days ago, well, yesterday, we're, we're still assessing Stakio, but there's been no divulgence of, of what is wrong with him. But it's a it's a big. Concern. He had a tweak, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah. he played on Saturday as well. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's just precaution. I think the only two the two players that would come out would be Piet and Asakio jumps in for him and probably Lauren. Yeah. Lauren comes out and Davies goes in. And Hoylet stays in there, right? Hoylet was fantastic oh, today. He was David so Ross good. He was so dynamite good. today. Dynamite. Oh, that's why those these games are important for guys, you know? Like some of them are you know definitely gonna get a uh a spot and they know who they they are at that time but there's lots of places that were up for grabs and i think hoy that you know is one of them where he's his delivery was just outstanding fantastic wasn't it and and the thing is too greg and you know a set set piece will win you a game and you can win that one nil just on the the delivery into the box giving those strikers or defenders whoever's in there yeah. at least a chance a chance to get in the end of something. You could really see what, where the Japanese were struggling. Eh? I mean, physically, oh, yeah. they were they were shorter than every one of the guys in the box, and we put in good balls. And they, they just the keeper didn't like a ball in there. He was struggling all day. Yeah, um, that's not going to be the case against uh, Belgium. They got big boys, and Courtois will come and swallow those up. Anything inside yeah. the six yard box. Yeah. But I I love the performance of of Hoylet and a few few others tonight. I was disappointed against Bahrain because I felt that was an opportunity for some players mm-hmm. to make the squad mm-hmm. or at least, you know, get, in, get into his mind. And they didn't. They didn't do enough. And I felt that was disappointing, really disappointing. Regardless of the situation, the pitch, whatever it may be, you've got to dig in. Fuck me, you have to. That's the thing. I was saying that, right, Jimmy? When you get those opportunities, it's, no, it's never perfect. No. Mm-hmm. It's you know, never perfect. you're getting off a plane and you're playing and – bobbly pitch but okay we got to make this work because this is it yeah and if you look at Hoylet today he was brilliant 
Now, John Herman, he's going to be thinking, going, if he plays like that against Belgium, we, you know, this is what, what I want. And you want that headache as a manager. And for us to even be talking about him going, hey, he was brilliant. You know, we're even thinking, okay, he's got to start. So he, he's done and himself justice, right? Just for he's his delivery himself. alone. If he could be exactly. put into stuff like that, it was great. Yeah. So, I would love to find the Japanese equivalent of footy prime to listen to how they're talking about this game. Because I have a feeling they'd be like, oh, Shinji, we are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Japanese Jimmy Brennan would be a Shinji. Yeah. There, there's a lot. To, they have a lot of talent that wasn't playing today. <laughs> that was really good, D. I want to know how you say it's really good. Like, you're fucked or we are fucked in Japanese. Yeah. So I've, been asking, I've been asking Google. Uh, oh, shit. She heard me. I've been asking that thing to uh, say a bunch of phrases in Arabic, uh, hoping that I can like pick something up. Not a chance. I got hello and thank you, and that's it. Did you guys read read some of the Twitter things? Because Jimmy threw out when we were laughing our heads off last or two pods ago. I think it was this just in. Uh, he said something, hey, Google, or hey, like, and people's cars were reacting and all kinds of craziness was going oh, on. Because right. So, so if, I, if I turned around now and went, hey, Google, how do you say you're fucked in Japanese? <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen to somebody. Let's try this one. Alexa, what is fuck in Japanese? Someone will let us know now. What other ones are there? The Siri? Longer, you must have like 2% Japanese or three or something like that. You got no, everything more than that, surely. These are one of the most, most ethnocentric Asian countries. They're, I think, like 96, 97% Japanese old school. So, no, I had Vietnamese, uh, Chinese, obviously, and because I'm darker, probably uh, like you go down into that, you know, Cambodia, Laos, all that kind of stuff. You've just been in some Japanese. But you don't have any Japanese. Twice. Either. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Shinji? <laughs> yeah. Yes. His name was Shinji. Did he do the old Panenka? <laughs> oh, no. I was I was much more direct. Just lob it in there? A little stronger. <laughs> a little stronger approach. Like Jimmy. Like Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Come get a hold of my Panenka. <laughs> Hands all over it. Couldn't keep That's it That's all out. I got left. Is the Panenka. <laughs> <laughs> Long run up and a little chip. Really so sad, Craig. Yeah. Uh, now before this goes down any further, uh, Atiba got more minutes, 60 minutes. Mm. He yeah. got 70 last week. That bodes very well. I mean, barring injury, there, there's no way he doesn't start, correct, against Belgium, Craig? You know, let's get it right. The guy's 39 years of age. He's hardly played a minute, like with his club. Very few, right? been injured he comes in he's played this many he looks he comes off he's not even sweating it's 31 degrees i mean he's <laughs> not quick too. or anything we know that but he is absolutely just flawless i mean yeah, have you seen i, I was dad? sweating more his watching dad the looks game like today. his brother <laughs> yeah <laughs> like he's Charm gonna be able to play in the next fits. world cup i think he's got a better chance than ronaldo <laughs> Oh. Uh, he's he's ridiculous, isn't he? Yeah, he really honestly, is. you're no, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Atiba Hutchinson has a better chance of playing in 2026 than Cristiano Ronaldo does, but they're both going to play. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy actually f- followed through on air on one soccer slash Fubo TV with Atiba. Pardon? Is like Jimmy couldn't stop talking about Atiba when Wheeler threw that out, eh? He said, um, he's, a, he's, a, "He's a lovely man." I think is what you said at one point. Yeah. yeah. And he is. Yeah. Great guy. It's great to see him playing. Yeah. 
really he's just, he just he's just always been sort of the guy that never he's not the spotlight guy never cared about that he just let other people do this talking for him and unfortunately in this country there's not enough people talking about him until recent years really but let's be honest though i mean the first half in particular um he, he looked like a player that hadn't played much this year as far as the touch passing, oh, sure. which is usually so good and that's fine yeah right but i mean he's very very fit but he's still a bit rusty yeah, oh, yeah. Is, that, is that a concern though, Jimmy, for you entering Belgium if he's going to start? No, I think, you know, you could see, especially the first 15, 20 minutes, he, he was working himself into the game. He's working himself and he's, you could see, you know, he, maybe a little step behind or his touch was a little bit off, but he didn't give up. He kept on going and he knew he had to keep pushing himself to get a second win. And once you get your second win, you kind of settle into the game. But uh, Jimmy, did, did he play that position for Bashiktas? Often in center mid, oh, is it? yeah, of course he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's sorry. That, that's I kept thinking, I'm thinking of Miller for some reason. Yeah, no, he worked himself into that match. Yeah, and I thought he was good. You could see what he was doing, you know, he's just kept on pushing and kept on going and going and going. And, and then he settled, he settled down. But it is, let's be honest, he is Difficult. like we talked about his age, but he looks good for that. And, um, the caliber that he's playing against is, is 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 a challenge. We can't get away from that. I mean, uh, pace around in and around him is gonna. It could be a, a problem, but as a unit, you know, they they're gonna give up chances and they're gonna get chances. They're they're talented, unbelievably up top, and at the back, there's there's some weaknesses there. There's no question. Yeah, I think Tiba sure benefited the most from the. Uh, Canada being organized and having these camps like you know he wasn't available for Bahrain obviously but he joined up with them immediately I think he left uh, before going home after Bersiktas' match of the weekend he doesn't have to change time zones Istanbul and Doha are on the exact same time zone so he's yeah. like right back in with the squad I think Sharm's right yeah he didn't you know totally look himself he looked a, a little rusty but it's also this this is a tune-up this game didn't matter you know what He's one of those. He's one of those players of all the guys there that can find that extra gear that this really matters gear. And mm-hmm. against Belgium, I really do think you're going to see prime 39 year old Atiba, uh, which is great. I mean, that is a compliment. Mm-hmm. 39. The temperature is going to make a big difference to that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Like that was 31. They were. You could see the coaches were. Everybody was glowing. You know, just it was hot. T- totally different time though. That's that's going to be a 10 p.m. local kickoff. Mm-hmm. The temperature swing mm-hmm. between um, sundown and uh, ten it can be fifteen degrees. Yeah, well, all the stadiums are going to be twenty-four degrees. That's what they say. Yeah. But I'm waiting for the one that breaks when some team gets sweated out. Yeah, the Dan, yeah. the Danes, or something, or England. When Qatar plays, it'll be England. Yeah, it'll yeah. be roasting in there. Uh, when Qatar beats Ecuador five nil to open the tournament <laughs> on Sunday. Well, Ecuador, they they they've got their. They've had their advantages in the past. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ecuador could still get out of the group, but they're losing on Sunday 5-0. Calling it now. I can't. Qatar's so bad, but hey, we'll find out. Um, they were 4-4-2 today, Jimmy, for most of that match. Do, do you think they're going to be 4-4-2 against Belgium or go back to the 3 4 Well, no. Look, he, he, their defending shape was 4-4-2. When they, when they attacked, their, their shape changed, right? And then in the second half, when they were defending, they went 5-3-2, right? So they they changed they changed the formation going forward on both times and then defensively both times. So you know these are the opportunities for for Herman to change formations on the fly because these are going to be the shapes that they're going to go with when they're defending. 
It's either mm-hmm. going to be a solid four four two, or you, they're going to go with a five three two. But it's important that everybody, and you saw the subs as well when they all came on. The formation was changing as well because everybody's got to be on the same page. What if they just played one up front, uh, Jimmy, for Belgium? They probably they might do. They might yeah. do. But then the thing is too. I mean, if you played one up, you know, if you go with five at the back and you play one up top and against a Belgium, you're more or less going to get pinned in, aren't you? Because your yes. your wing backs are going to be dropping way way back. Yeah, and you want them in the positions where they're going to hurt them, which is. Right, so and, and David needs someone beside him. It seems right. Yeah, in, in but you're, recent... you're, you're talking about if you, if you're going to play maybe on a counter attack, you want your players higher up. So if you're mm-hmm. in a back five and your wing backs back, you win the ball. All of a sudden, now they've got to do a seventy yard sprint to get forward, yeah. as opposed to if you're in a four four two flat. Then if you do win it, well, now you're forty yards. I think we forget too that when when John um, Alfonso's playing, he is so fast he really does terrify remember mexico and even in mexico city like they're Mm -hmm. they're sitting back because they're so worried about his pace which is which is a a huge bonus added to the other pace we have as well which is pretty good yeah but i think i think they'll do that i think against belgium i think they're going to try to press up high let them play out the back Mm -hmm. um But then if they do end up finding themselves in and around the box, I think they'll be comfortable as well knowing that there's going to be spacing behind. So if they do win it, can we go? And how quick can we go? And can we go with numbers? Because mm-hmm. we've got the pace. If you look at, you know, with David uh, Buchanan, if you've got Davies playing, yeah. uh, Adekubi, uh, whoever, Johnson's quite quick as well when he gets going forward. So you, you've got the pace to go. Mm-hmm. Do you think Buchanan, then, is that a wingback role for that match? If Hoylet's starting... And it's going to be a Hoylet, Fonzie, David, front three. You got to get Buchanan on the, on the pitch, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think the, you know defensively they they looked. I thought they looked solid. I thought their 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 two banks of four were were very good limited space in that first half. It really did, and they looked good as well when they kind of went went forward. You saw a lot of times when Johnson's getting the ball and he's just playing it down that channel for Buchanan to go. Buchanan needs that. He needs to get in behind. He needs to get one on one with a defender, right? Mm. Pace you can't you can't stop. I thought it. It, I thought for Adekubi it was a good lesson for him today because those are like, he was playing against really sharp players in around his body, making some really clever runs, yeah. Yeah. and he was like, Whew, "Okay, this is I got to mm. be a step of reading this a little bit." Because no, they're, sharp. they're sharp. So yeah. good to watch, actually. I mean, the Japanese are just a fantastically technical team. They're just, you can see where their weaknesses are. There's mostly that physical side of things, but they got some players to come into their lineup, too, mm-hmm. that are better than they had today. Yeah. yeah, Japan will be better than they show. They're in a really tough group, though. And oh, my God. I'd say right there, their footy prime equivalent must be yeah. really upset watching We're them fucked. come up short against Canada yeah. and, and look. Uh, look how, how Canada beat them in so many elements yeah. of that match. Like, what chance does Japan have against Germany and Spain? Yeah. But, you know, when, when you look at it too, right, if, if you're looking at Japan, Japan's always been technically very good. I've always enjoyed watching Japanese football, right? Because, you know, even way back in the day, you know, they, they had a huge Brazilian influence in their leagues. And, you know, Craig and I were talking about this. When you watch them play, like, technically very, very good, right? They got a good rhythm in their game. But then tactically, they're very Japanese and disciplined, right? So they're they're organized. They know exactly how to defend defend in numbers. But you find you know teams like that, and the same with Mexico. Mexico on the ball, very very good. But they always seem to struggle when they're playing 
the bigger European teams or the African teams as well at times. Right? Well, remember Japan, Belgium? That's a physicality that, that steps into play. Last World Cup, big Belgium, Japan, 3-2 Belgium, Japan up 2-0 in the 52nd minute. Yeah. And then uh, Vatonga and Flaney and, and Chadley scored the 94th minute or 95th minute. Right. Remember that game? It was probably the game of the tournament, wasn't it? It was incredible. I felt so bad for Japan, but uh, Belgium did, really showed But, but you, you, you even think today, you watch, yeah. when you watch a match on set plays, the, the, the Japanese, we, they, they struggled to, to go on what Craig was saying because of the height difference. Now, we've got some good height in the team, but we're not, we're not like the Germans or we're not like the French who are monsters as well when it comes to set plays. Even, even English got some big, big boys, right? And that's where I think the, the Japanese are going to struggle quite a bit is, is on set plays. I feel a little uh, a little jealous, though, Jimmy, that you and Craig are talking without me involved in this conversation. All you ever call me about is whether to charge HST. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hey, Wonger. Wonger, should I charge HST on this? Yes, I got a Jimmy. phone call about that once from Jimmy as well. Yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's all better kick off, boys. It's getting really close. B, you're leaving tomorrow. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. Yeah, I leave tomorrow afternoon. I'm working in stadium for every Canada match, and uh, you can listen to me on the three-letter radio in between those Canada match days. Nice. Fantastic. How many stops do you have on your way? Just one. I'm direct from Montreal. No yeah. way. Direct from Montreal. How long is the flight from Montreal? Uh, I believe it's 12. So a 12-hour flight. Business class? No. <laughs> No, but actually, on Qatar, everything is business class. That's right. On Qatar. He's on the, he's on the FedEx plane. Uh, I actually found out something very interesting. So I, uh, you won't be, see me on television, uh, but everyone in the stadium will, as I'm part of the stadium um, entertainment, the stadium production, if you will, which is really a TV Are you the production. DJ? I am not the DJ, but I am very vocal in the uh, team group that the DJ has trusted me with providing some very Canadian songs to hype up the Canadian fans and really make um, Education City Stadium feel like uh, it's in Canada. Like so, Peter McNeil and Murray, that kind of stuff? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I do feel bad. Snowbird I by Anne I Murray? I, I was going to go with Good Mother by Jan Arden, but it just didn't feel like a hype song. Oh. We're here for a good time. So I Not went with, a long time. I went with the Tragically Hip. I suggested courage. So have a good time. The sun does shine every day. It's crazy to be there, apparently. Yeah. So what I were went, the, what were they? I went with courage, but tragically hip. Yep. Um, what is that song, JC? You would know this is a very East Coast song. It's about drinking and home for a rest by Spirit of the West. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All I said was it's East Coast. It's about drinking, and you knew what I was. These so cold vacations will soon be Amazing my dancing song. It's and my, my daughter for a month. My daughter made me download it. She goes, "I love that song, Dad." I go, "Great!" And then she true. threw up at her next party <laughs> on, her, on, on her crushes on her crushes shoe. So it if, made me if, laugh. Yeah, if there was any if there was any doubt that you weren't the father, it was completely expelled when she started drinking. And you realized <laughs> that's right. That she's mine. That's right. My eight year old drinking heavily. Uh, I threw a drink. Started, started from the bottom, uh, which is fitting because Very good. Uh, it actually, if you look at the music video, it actually starts at Lamport Stadium with kids playing soccer at Lamport Stadium. The start of the music video. I completely forgot that. Uh, Northern Touch by uh, Chuck Lair and Cardinal Official. Good song. 
Oh, Jimmy, yes. I was like, oh, I think Wonger might be the only one here. No, I loved that. Just because you were away, song. Jimmy. You, you were away when that song was big. And then, is that five? I had a fifth one. Probably a I rock song. Oh, yeah, I, Life is a Highway, I think you told me. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, Life is a Highway. Some Tommy Cochran. Nice. Yeah. So here's here's what we're going to do. Anybody Cochran, who's listening to this, let's sh- <laughs> share us other party songs or hype songs for the stadium. And then we'll 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 send this over to Brendan while he's over there. Yeah, because so we're gonna need. You're right. We're gonna need a new playlist for the the last sixteen for the rest. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a great idea. There's six games, right? You got to worry about here, B. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a lot. I, I'll be honest though. I felt a lot of pressure being asked that. It was uh, it was just meant to like as a suggestion, but I felt like I'm responsible for the musical integrity of our country, and especially yeah. now everybody knows. We're gonna let everybody know, and if they yeah. don't like it, we're gonna give them your email address. And your phone yeah, number well, and your when address. I come back and tell us, man, yeah. the in-stadium the in experience was terrible. Stomp and Tom Awful Connors music. may need to make it. And I'm telling you, Maestro Fresh Wes, let your backbone slide. People, oh, be now you've done it, be now you've done it. You've got one of thinking. Uh, yeah. If they, if uh, I also love the era that we're talking about here. I, I was really happy with Northern Touch. I felt like it was more appropriate than Money Jane, which is also a, a uh, yeah. Canadian urban hit. No Nickelback. Um, no Nickelback. No, I couldn't do that to the people that have paid a fortune to travel out there. What about no some Russia? Always no informer. informer. A lot of what about hands. Canadian Canadian Idol finalist Elena Watko? Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah, yeah. Didn't man, that's that. a brave man dropping his wife from the uh, the rundown. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh, here we go. This? Craig's fl- sliding into the DMs already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> We'll be Craig safe blocked. travels, mate. That's the only time I picked up her phone and gone into her socials was to block Craig. <laughs> well, that's why she doesn't answer me anymore. Yeah, they've had, they've had a lot of communication. This is odd. Oh yeah, a few photos. Uh, gentlemen, there there was an opening, by the way, for the show, and I think this is probably the time to play it. So I'm going to play it now, and we'll edit it in later. But this is for you, B. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Footy Prime, the podcast, FIFA World Cup 2022 Qatar Live Correspondent Team. Introducing first, hailing from Windsor, Ontario, Vidal Sassu's number one customer, the Portuguese Prince, beautiful B, Brendan Dunlop. Let's hear it for your Footy Prime, the podcast. FIFA World Cup 2022 Qatar Live Correspondent Team. Let's get this party started. It was all for B. Wow, that's that's really special. I, I I do hope you get to use that because I do have a feeling that uh, I'll end up being in bed by the time you guys get your tech set up and get Craig. Internet connected, so that no, we, we, we honored you, B, because we suspect you may not be coming home, right? Based on the things that I anticipate you <laughs> yeah. saying, uh, we do need to have an off air Twitter conversation, Wonger, by the way. But yes, I am very fearful that that's likely what's, what's going to get me harmed. We're going to tell everybody how brave you were, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what a great guy he was, yeah, our boy in rubber. I know, he <laughs> I can't believe they found out he was gay. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> they don't like them over there, unfortunately. Yeah, he kept on trying to fool us, but you can't pull the wool over our eyes. <laughs> yeah, or theirs. No, B. 
Or there. Safe travels, pal. Safe travels. <laughs> Thanks, We're man. proud of you. You'll be great over there. Of course, I'd hope to be there myself, but uh, some things are out of your control. And, uh, some your conscience get... got the better of you. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah, it was. Can I, can I have that soccer ball in your background before you leave? <laughs> um, because you need to cut to... Uh... Um, take a couple other things there, whatever you got. What about, yeah. you got <laughs> and I'll take I'll take your kitchen utensils. <laughs> Can I take I'll look after them while you're away. <laughs> Jimmy's making his wish list from all of B's paraphernalia. <laughs> well, we know what Craig's taking, so Oi. I wish okay, one of hey, you people yo. would have offered to dog sit. Uh that, that would have helped. That would have been a good friendship thing. Friend move to offer to dog sit. That's been my biggest headache. Yeah, what are you doing? Well, where's Elena gonna be? She's not there? No, she's shooting us. she's in Newfoundland. Shoot so your show. house is empty. For those uh, no, there will lives? be there will there will be uh, loads of people staying. No, where it's a, it's a, it's going to be a Airbnb. No, there's security here. Yeah, it's not empty. No, Craig, aren't you going to Newfoundland this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, sorry. Did you hear he said there's security? <laughs> they've, they've got your picture. <laughs> yeah, do not let this man anywhere near the talent. <laughs> in that tracksuit big picture of craig in the tracksuit do not let this man anywhere near miss wako stay away stay away from the guy with a parachute tracksuit <laughs> all right fire. well no, you, should, you should promote what we're doing uh while we're yeah we've got here uh sorry i leaned into the microphone we are uh pushing the 90 minute stat holiday with north star bets so go to 90 minutes.ca we're going to be uh, the footy prime guys other than B and maybe Sharms. Not sure what Sharms is doing yet, depending on his schedule. We're going to be at the rec room for a pre-viewing uh, party. We're going to have a blast. Uh, doors open at 12 p.m. at the rec room. Sign up at 90minutes.ca. Going to be give- giveaways, and you can meet and greet Jimmy, myself, Craig, and JC, and maybe Sharms, if he can make it. Does everybody need to sign up for it to get in? Uh, right now, that's what they're looking at. But we'll talk about the next time. I'll get more information about people who show up at the door. But 90minutes.ca, sign up. It actually fills it out. I've already done it. You click on it. It fills out your calendar. So we're looking for the 90minute.ca. And also, uh, Craig shot a commercial for this that we're approving right now. So you'll see it really soon all on social. So really exciting that Footy Prime is working with North Star Bets on creating Canada's 90-minute stat holiday to watch the games. Also Feel free to take the piss out of me. I'm okay with it. Will there be food there, Dan? I think there's going to be food and, and, and will alcohol. Be, will, there, will there be beer? Yeah, Jimmy. Wow. Jimmy, you're going to get games? to Yes. We'll it's get to a have a blast. Where else would you want to go watch? A- <laughs> Who wouldn't want to come hang out with us? There's a rec room in Barrie. And a rec room in Toronto. So perhaps we should let everyone know. Rec that room it's in the Toronto. downtown Toronto That's right. location. That's right. Can you stop Not calling Barry. it Toronto? Yeah. Why, why do you sound like you're from Barrie? Because I am Toronto. I hate Toronto. Mm, I'm from Barrie. Sorry. I don't know if Barrie <laughs> people sound like that. Toronto. It's it's downtown Toronto, bro. Toronto. Fam. <laughs> well, on that note, it's time to say farewell. Are we back tomorrow. You doing a show tomorrow or what? Um, I like think we should step in, and then I think yeah. maybe we should take take Sunday off, um, based on Sunday our... the day the World Cup starts. Well, Sunday uh, is Sunday the day that starts. Where's yeah, the it's, first it's Sunday. The World Cup kicks off on Sunday. All right, then. <laughs> no, I always get confused because of the timing. We got we got to break down Qatar against. Uh, it's an yeah, eight hour difference. Uh, Ecuador. All right.
It's a it's an eight hour difference. So I'm gonna be pinging you guys seven hours isn't it? in the in the morning like I'm Charmin. Charmin who wakes seven up at five forty five. It's eight Are hours. Are you sure it's eight hours? I am positive it's eight hours. Because sure it's our clocks change. No. It's eight hours. It was seven. I, I, but I, I now it's that eight. You. Mm-hmm. I think it's seven. Did we gate or lose an hour? B. So what so what's <laughs> the what's the decider here? Do I ask Siri? Do I ask like, Siri what time it is in Doha? Okay, uh, I'll ask her and I'll show you what it says on my world clock, which is always accurate, right? You say clock? Clock. Hmm. Yeah, you're the one with the, the, can you see in the screen? Yeah. 8.56. I put that up there for that I'm not going after all. I would have been really screwed. <laughs> I'd be missing everything. <laughs> it's only 28 degrees in Doha at the moment. 23? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Clear skies, no rain expected for the next thousand years. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll be have a great trip. I'm sure we'll talk to you at some point while you're over there. And Thank everyone else, we're Please back perhaps me. tomorrow and maybe not Sunday or maybe Sunday. We're going to find out. Follow us on all our socials and we'll, we'll let you know at some point. All right. Cheers for listening. And keep buying newspapers. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.